What's going on, everyone? This is Griffin McDonald, the host of Fit Check, a podcast about personal style and the stories behind them. What's going on, everyone? This is Griff McDonald, the host of Fit Check, a podcast about personal style and the stories behind them. And this week, we are joined by your favorite artist's favorite artist, former USC fullback, uh, Garrison Gist. Garrison, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Um, So obviously, you know the name of the podcast, Fit Check. Hit us with a quick little little, uh, go over what you're wearing today. Um, I got... The shirt is 400. That's uh, YG's brand. His okay. Um, wait, hold on. YG's brand is actually so sick. It's so it's, sick, and his stuff is mad. It's mad comfortable. I got so many shirts, man. It's like it's the material. Like he doesn't he doesn't skimp on um the merch. Yeah, no. I can definitely say that. Like everything I've ordered has been super comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who does the artwork for it, but it's all the pieces are dope. So I I find myself just shopping with him a lot. Um, what else I got on? My shorts, these are just like some basic little $5 Walmart shorts that I painted, and they got paint splatters all over them. And then on the feet, I have on uh, the Sesame Yeezy 350s, uh, the V2s, and then the hat is by a brand out of L.A. called Kill the Hype L.A. Um, you see me wearing them a lot. It's like this. Yeah. They do the upside down mm-hmm. logos and stuff, so that's who the hat's by. I think that's everything. Cool. Yeah. I know I've looked at your Instagram and are th- are the Yeezys you're wearing right now the ones that uh you wear like constantly that have like a bunch of planes put oh, the, the paint nah nah these are the uh here I'll, they're just the uh like the khaki colored sesame joints. But oh, um, yeah, I actually okay, had yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually had the ones on um that have the paint the paint splatters all over them. I had those on earlier because I was working on some stuff, but mm-hmm. then I swapped them out. Yeah. Okay. Well I have just a basic super thrifted tee, has holes in the back, like no big deal. Uh, cropped like vintage Levi five hundred ones, and just like Birkenstocks on the feet. So super basic, super comfy for today. Um, but since you are an artist, like, do you think that um, art and personal style are kind of connected? Because to me, at least, they're kind of in the same like realm, same orbit of culture. Like art and and fashion have always been like kind of you know tied together. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. They definitely coexist. Um, trying to think of the best way to put it, like it's like you said, art and fashion always kind of go hand in hand because you know you see fashion shows, and they may feature certain art installations or different artworks to play into the theme of the clothing and different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, the way certain artists dress can be a reflection of the type of art that they make. Like I'm sure we all know, like like art students, like you got the the super hipster style art kid that's like in the coffee shop, the yeah. little sketch pad, and you know they they have a every, they have a certain look, you know, mm-hmm. that beanie, maybe some glasses or something <laughs> like that, overalls, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like a certain aesthetic. So, and then you got like the kind of wild, crazy artists that like you know, like for me, example, I like to use like crazy bright colors in uh, my pieces, and you can see that kind of reflect like the shorts I have on now is just crazy colors all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of spills into like the the shoes that I like to wear. I like 
bold colors. Like I love yellow shoes, like mm-hmm. stuff that pops and stands out. So yeah, it, it all it all kind of like correlates in some some way. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I've seen a bunch of like. I mean, I'm obviously not super into like art like that but i've i know like a few like murakami i know he dresses like super super eccentric and his art definitely reflects yeah. that as well so those are just a little weird little connection that i noticed but i mean do you find yourself like liking your liking clothes that you've kind of like worn in and have like paint splatters on them and stuff like that as opposed to like fresh out the box like stuff just bland oh i guess it really depends on um what i'm doing so like Certain events, like, um, you know, I like to clean, like, I'll clean up and I'll throw on, like, you know, a wrapper tee or something like that and just, or a flannel, different stuff. I can mix and match different pieces. And then sometimes certain events, it works where I can pull up to the event with the the, the shorts with the paint splatters on them or, like, those Yeezys that you were talking about that I have that have the paint splatters on them. I've worn those Yeezys, like, out, like, to, like, important events. And mm-hmm. I get, like, the dope thing about either, like, the shorts or the Yeezys or I have a shirt that I wear when I paint that's covered in different colors of paint. It's like uh, you're either going to get super weird looks or it's like you have some really dope conversations. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have those Yeezys on and people will see me and just like, yo, what happened to those? Or how, how'd you do that? Did you buy them like that? And uh, it turns into a dope conversation about oh, not like I paint and then one splatter led to another and then here they are. And yeah. I don't know. And then those actually just like, it's weird how, um, I can dress those up with certain outfits and they look good just because there's so many different colors on them mm-hmm. and the base coat, like the base color, they were the, uh, what's, I'm not sure the, the official name from, I call them the butters that like weird highlighter, yellow, yeah. neutral color. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that they started at a very kind of neutral base and then I have all the colors on them now, it makes it work where I can like dress it up with actual fits and just not like my bummy. Oh, I'm going to paint fits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you find yourself like kind of, do you find yourself dressing more i mean i would obviously not again not an artist but like do you find yourself dressing more comfortably when you're like working on like a huge like mural or like painting for the day or whatever like how do you dress for that um so if i'm just like if i'm just working around the house you know usually i'll just have on um some shorts that i don't mind getting dirty just because like you know you're painting you want to wipe something off Mm -hmm. same thing with the shirt um if I'm outside working on the mural, super comfortable. That's kind of why I like painting in my 350s because they're super comfortable. If I know I'm going to be on my feet for a while, mm-hmm. I'll usually wear those. And um, same thing kind of applies as far as the clothing's in. It also depends on what I'm painting with. Like if I'm spray painting, if I have a spray can, I'm a little more um, lax on like say I'll wear whatever shirt just because you want. There's less chance of you like getting some type of spill because you're spraying or whatever. Um, if I'm working with like acrylics or my acrylic markers that I like to use, something will splatter or you never know. So, uh, that's usually when I wear like the stuff that I know, like I already have paint on. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done any like, like custom, like shoes or like, uh, clothes pieces like that? Like painted on something, something? Um, I've done, so I've done a jean jacket. I did a side up from Pokemon on the back of a jean jacket. I did a pair of, uh, denim jeans for a buddy of mine. Um, with Ed, Ed and Eddie on one of the legs, those are pretty dope. I'll kick you guys a picture of those so you can check them out. And then, um, trying to think, um, shoes wise, I've just done like some abstract, just like crazy spray, my, like crazy spray paint style stuff mm-hmm. on, um, 
some shoes, but nothing like where I'm going like super detailed, like how some of my art looks. I haven't dabbled into that yet, but um, one day, one day, one day. Okay, just, that's cool. Yeah, one day. Just gotta <laughs> gotta find the time to just sit down and practice it because you know I want to make sure it looks good. So. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I think the people who like like paint like have you uh, the the NFL cleats like cleats for a cause are really mm-hmm. cool. Those are super sick. And then I used to be really into sneakers. And the people who, like, used to, like, custom paint, like, Jordan 4 and stuff like that, it made it, like, super detailed, were super, super cool to me. Um, I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, has you has your art changed over the years? And, and with that, has your own style kind of changed with it? Um, I could definitely say my art has changed over the years. Uh, like, as a kid, you know, I, I came up on Dragon Ball Z and Disney movies, so, you know, when I was younger, a lot of the stuff would just be me drawing that style of um, drawing that style of art and different stuff. And then after, well, I guess high school, I kind of went through that phase. Everybody, oh, I want to make T-shirts. That's kind of when I started getting into graphic design. And um, you kind of you could kind of start to slowly see the transition of my art going from just me just doing the typical cartoon stuff and just like the line work became cleaner just from that graphic design standpoint, like my understanding of colors and how different colors lay and look against each other and stuff that kind of, you start to see that influence in my art. And then college, I was, I took a lot of art history classes. I was studying art history heavy. And then that's where you can kind of start seeing um, the transition from just the cartoon and anime stuff to kind of some of the works I do now with the pop art references, Mm -hmm. like the classical pop art references, like, Littenstein and Jack Kirby and stuff like that so mm-hmm. it's definitely evolved over the years and I'm trying to think as far as my style my style has definitely evolved as my art has evolved just because my body has changed so much so I was an athlete and in high school I was one size but then I got bigger when I was playing college football so it's weird certain stuff doesn't fit me because my dimensions are weird like I'm, I'm 5'10 but my wingspan is like 6'1 and then so like shirts never fit great like it's it's weird it's hard to find shirts that fit comfortably and then um like as far as pants for the longest i couldn't wear like it sucked because for how much i love shoes i couldn't wear jeans because i could never find jeans that fit my legs perfectly to Mm -hmm. lay how i wanted them Mm -hmm. on my shoes but then you know certain companies started introducing like the stretch fit into like their denim so like for me i have really big like thighs and quads and then Recently, now I have to deal with it because I run so much. My calves have grown, so <laughs> finding pants is yeah, finding pants uh, has actually gotten easier. So now I can dress up different outfits a lot better with my shoes and different mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, it's it's for it's forever evolving, like the art and the fashion. Like yeah, just as Dude, I grow, it grows with me. Pants are so hard to find. It's a never-ending cycle for me. I can never find a good pair of pants. It's it's ridiculous. And, and it's like when I when I do find a good pair. Like I, I rock with them. Like I run them into the dirt. Or what I started doing now is like when I find a good a pair that I like, I'll order multiple multiple and then like so I have like the regular pair of denim jeans. I have the pair that I took and then like I distressed them and ripped them up myself. Mm-hmm. That way I don't have to try to like outsource and find them. Like I do it like that. That way, like okay, I have them. They're good until like my body changes drastically again or something mm-hmm. like that. Or I just can't wear these anymore. Yeah. So I kind of do the same. I try thing, to but, make it work. Yeah, I mean, I kind of the same thing. I like to. Um, I have like longer legs and it's kind of hard to mm-hmm. find like 
like I'll find a pair of pants, the waist fits, and, but in the thighs and everything is like fine, but it's too long. And I've kind of just found myself just like literally just cutting like two inches off the bottom of it and kind of going for like that, like mm-hmm. distressed, like hem look at the bottom. I think it looks really cool, but I mean, to each their own. Um, I forgot what I was going to ask. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, college. So you said your, your, your art style changed. What was the biggest like influence or where did you see the biggest change and where did that kind of change come from? Um, I would, the biggest change for sure was, uh, sorry, something got my, um, the biggest change for sure is probably 2015. It was my last year at USC. And, um, that's kind of, I don't know. I just, I tell people all the time, I just had like a weird epiphany where like I, um, everything that I was doing before, like on paper with markers and colored pencils and stuff like that, I just had this epiphany and it's just like, fam, just do that on a canvas with paint. And then that's when I made the transition from just sketch pads and paper and stuff. Um, and then going to canvases and you kind of see and doing like the work that I do now, that's like on my Instagram. So like all the canvas pieces and stuff you see, that's literally just been like a, a transition slash journey over the, the last six years, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. And um, if you scroll all the way back on my Instagram, you can see some of the early stages of like pieces I was doing compared to now. And that's definitely probably been the biggest transition because like uh, going from paper and kind of limiting myself to only doing that to going to canvases, it opens you up to a whole nother like side of this art thing where it's like now, as you see, I've you just you keep getting the urge to go bigger. So mm-hmm. start with the small canvases. Like for the while, my standard size I work on sixteen by twenty or eighteen by twenty four, and then I started branching out. And then it was twenty four by thirty six, and then it was like thirty six by thirty six, and then I was doing thirty by forties, and then now I'm doing like streets and basketball courts mm-hmm. and walls, and you know. So you just keep wanting to go bigger, and I think that transition was the the thing that really like opened me up to how much you can really do. With, mm-hmm. When, himself, so. Yeah, when you when you shifted from like paper to canvas, was there a, a shift in in your subject art as well, or was it did it kind of stay consistent? Um, it was. I would say it was pretty consistent because I would I would just take like the cartoons and stuff that I love to do on um paper and do them on canvas. Um, I definitely dabbled in just I was I was doing stencils, so like I don't do portraiture often. Like if you scroll back on my page, you'll see where I had like a phase where I would do realism like Mm -hmm. sketches of celebrities just figure studies and stuff like that with just graphite and then um i dabbled in stencils and i would find different stencils online and just draw them up and cut them out and spray them on canvases and um that i had that little phase for a while that i would do and then you know from there the rest is history i would just try new things with it and yeah started dabbling with different abstract styles and stuff like that so okay just, just learning as i go mm-hmm. yeah i think that's what i mean that's what we're doing with this right now i mean everyone's kind of learning as i go um exactly wh- what's been your kind of favorite favorite piece you've made to date man that's tough man because i i've got some 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 pieces i got a lot um man I'm looking around at what like <laughs> what's in what's around me right now to see if anything in here is man, I don't know, man. I got so many pieces I've done. If if I had to say just one just that comes to the, my head, it would be the basketball court mural I did this past, I guess I don't want to say summer cuz that was like this past fall. Yeah. Um it was that one was dope just because it was I got to do it with a buddy of mine, Frankie Zombie. Um 
who's another artist um, based out of Spartanburg. And that was it was dope because that was uh, the basketball court I grew up playing on. It's literally a block over from my grandma's house. I can cut through her backyard mm-hmm. and be at the park. So that's probably my favorite piece to date just because of the, the backstory and the meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as my canvases, man, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's so many of them I've done to just try to narrow it down to, to one favorite. Um, it definitely would have to be something that's still here in the house because if I haven't sold it, I clearly like it. <laughs> um, just looking around the house, too, I got this really dope LeBron um, nothing was the same themed portrait I did mm-hmm. like when he was making a transition from Cleveland to LA and then there's this really dope collab piece of uh, Aang from Avatar meditating that I did with a, a buddy of mine here in Charlotte her name's Al she does like uh, murals and stuff here so those two are probably my favorite just because like I, I, yeah just off the top of my head just canvas pieces yeah Nip, Nip was fun too that was a, that mm-hmm. was a dope one just because that was one of my first times going super huge like that so um I would go those three as far as the canvases and then just overall my favorite pieces, the okay. basketball court. Cool. What what was the the influence behind the uh the basketball court mural? Um the crazy story about that is like I know after I did the Black Lives Matter mural here in Charlotte and took part of that and that just kinda opened me up because that was my first mural, like my first real mural ever. I just kinda got like, you know, I was the confidence was through the roof because it's like, all right. You know, I got thrown into the fire on that one. Like you just first mural ever, you just you gotta do what you're here. So after I did that, I was like, Man, I can I was feeling like, yo, you could do anything. So mm-hmm. I was already just thinking of going to that court and just painting it just myself anyway and just doing something on it because of course been there for years, it's been beat up, it's just old and then um I didn't end up doing it for whatever reason, but then like literally a month and a half later there was like a call to artists for painting the court because they like found like a grant and they wanted to you know do something on it just to kind of revitalize it and stuff so you know i applied for that and um ended up getting it and yeah you know i came up with the design um i just really i just wanted to you know kind of bring my style to it just some bright colors because that it's in the middle of uh it's not the, the greatest neighborhood you know it's a impoverished area part of the city and stuff so you know People haven't really been out to that park in a while. Like kids still play there, but it's not like when I was younger. Like we were there every weekend, anytime we got. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to do something to bring a little, little more life to the neighborhood. So I just had an idea to bring, just like one solid bright color block for the court and just a character in the middle. And when I kicked it over to the city, they were like, "Well, we like um, this abstract style you did on this other mural that." And it ended up being the style that they were talking about was like this cool. Like, my buddy Frankie, he does these crazy, like, accents and abstract shapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got with him, and we came up with a concept and kicked it back over to the uh, city, and they liked it. And, you know, we just uh, – they repaved it for us, and we just got to work, and uh, it came out pretty dope. That's cool. I mean, the I've saw pic- I've seen pictures of it, and it's, it's really cool. It's it's definitely interesting to look at. I would love to play basketball there, but obviously I'm not very good at basketball, so I don't know what I'm going <laughs> to get out there. But, I mean – Listen, I haven't even played on it yet, man, so I don't feel bad. Like – I made sure I got the first shot up on it when it was finished, okay. but I haven't actually gone out and played yeah. a game on it either. Yeah, so. you got to do that if you paint the court. You, you got to get the first shot up. How would you um, like describe your 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 art your art style? Excuse me. Um, I would definitely say pop art because I pull from like a lot of just just 
things that are happening in the culture and just everyday life. You know, I have a series that I, I was doing during the pandemic and just throughout even before the pandemic hit, I, I was calling it memes to uh, memes to canvas all 2020, where I would just mm-hmm. take like the funny memes you see on Twitter yeah. and just paint them and just like because you you never expect somebody to actually lay some of these things on canvas. So I would just go paint them and do different stuff like that. Um, but I would definitely say it's pop art just uh, from the elements I pull from. It's all very nostalgic stuff from like our childhood, like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. different anime references and stuff like that. So yeah, video games, all of that music is just, yeah, I would, so I would definitely say pop art. Pop art. Do you, I mean, most of your influences yeah. are, are coming from kind of like pop culture, just kind of like real world mm-hmm. or internet stuff. Do you ever get stuck like behind like a creative wall? Every once in a while, yeah, you'll you'll hit a wall. Um, but like I tell people all the time, like when you hit a wall, like it's 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 not the end of the world. You know, you just I tell people all the time, just like you hit a wall, just walk away, just because mm. you don't want to force yourself, try to force yourself to create, because that's when you create or make some bullshit because you're mm-hmm. forcing it instead of just letting it happen. So it's, it's natural. I mean, it happens in every form of art. I'm sure rappers and singers have writer's block where some some days it the lyrics just not flowing you know i'm sure producers make beats and it's just like yeah i ain't really feeling this so it's the same thing and you know that's normal you just like i said you step back come back to whatever you're working on with fresh eyes fresh ears Mm -hmm. and just you know go at it again but never really force it so Mm -hmm. that's kind of my take when it comes to blocks but i definitely have them from time to time it's just usually uh i've noticed lately what i'll do if i'm having a creator's block on on like a canvas i'm working on i'll go work on something digital and do like some graphic design or something just to kind of shift gears in my brain to focus Mm -hmm. on something else and then i'll come back to it so yeah it's different ways around it for sure Mm -hmm. for sure do you think like since you said like you if you create a block you on a on a mural excuse me and you go to like something different do you would you rather have your your mind just kind of focused on on art during that time away from the canvas or would it be different if you kind of took a step back and then did something like completely different? Like start, I don't know, like just started going outside more or something like that. I'm trying to think like, uh, usually when I step away, if I, if I'm, if I'm having that block and I'm stepping away to come back with it, come back to a fresh, I'm usually not thinking about art unless I go somewhere around some other creatives and they're creating. And then now it's like, okay, you get that spark of inspiration Mm -hmm. from being around them maybe. But typically when I walk away from it, I'm not thinking about it. Like, Unless it's like one of those situations where I'm working on something and I'm not, it's not a creator's block, but I come to it like a stopping point and then I got to go do something. Then I'm like thinking about like, okay, I can't wait to get back to that yeah. and finish what I was working on. But mm-hmm. as far as the actual block itself, I'm not, I'm usually not thinking about it because then if you think about it while you're away, you're just going to drive yourself crazy. So Yeah. Uh, what are your, like, I read some of your interviews, your dream job is to animate for Disney, right? Yeah, Disney Pixar. That's still that's still definitely one thing I want to get into. Um, is because people ask me about that all the time. They're like, "You still want to do that?" I'm like, "For sure." It's just I want when I do that, I want to sit down and be able to like, I want to sit down and focus on working on animation more, like character references, and just mm-hmm. get to that point where like it's I can just do it, and then I want to try to step into that field. But then you you get into the art world and you realize that there's so many different aspects that go into something like a Disney Pixar movie that you don't have to just do that Mm -hmm. to achieve that dream. So it's just so many different aspects of it that um, I'm still learning about and stuff. And 
whatever I feel like fits my talents the most is what I'll try to take a stab at. But I definitely still want to do that. Okay. Is there anything you want to like accomplish before you get to that point? Or is it just like you just want to work really hard until you get to that point and go full turbo into into your main goal? Yeah, man. It's just I, like people asked ask me this recently. Somebody was asking me like, do I have any goals for like 2021 and stuff? I'm just like, I'm at a point now where it's like, I don't even really set goals anymore, man. I'm just kind of creating and, um, just, you know, just, I just want to make dope stuff for people to enjoy and just, I'm creating and just living life, man. And just taking it as it comes. Cause mm-hmm. you know, like goals are dope. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm sure there's going to come a time where I'm like, okay, I want to do this, put a plan in order to get to that. But for the most part, man, I just, it's kind of how I live my life, man. I just take everything as it, as it comes and, you know, the ups and the downs and you just kind of ride with it. Just kind of going with the flow, huh? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's how I am right now, especially with this whole pandemic thing. I feel like I've like, exactly. It's kind of hard to plan anything right yeah, now. Like it's. You, every, I mean, everything's uncertain. You know, every so. every day feels the same, and it's felt that way for the past like year. So I'm I'm just kind of yeah, man. It's <laughs> it's crazy. Like you, there was a while where like yo, know, I would look up and it would be like yo, what day is it? Like, yeah, exactly, just dude. A, the middle of the, the summer same thing. You just, oh my god, middle of the summer. It was literally just like I would wake up and I was like, okay, it's Monday. I thought it was Monday two days ago, but I guess I'm wrong here. But whatever. How was yeah, the um, especially when we first hit that lockdown and you couldn't really do anything? Yeah, it was it was tough. Yeah, how was the how was this pandemic like affected you and people who kind of are cre- the creative type like artists and stuff like that? Um, is from just the artists I know and different people I've talked to. It's definitely hit everybody differently. I know there's definitely been some, you know loss of money for a lot of people just because um, you know we're in a pandemic. People have lost jobs, so. It, usually when people buy artists with their disposable income. So you lose your job, there's no disposable income to buy art. So that's, that's been a thing that people have had to, you know, deal with. Um, me personally, I've definitely lost out on some commissions throughout the pandemic, which it sucks. But at the same time, luckily I was able to keep my actual day job. So I was still doing that, but it's at the same time, the pandemic, um, got me into the mural space. Like I wasn't doing murals before June of 2020. Mm -hmm. So, because of that, like I've got thrust into this new space of art and, you know, I've done a few murals now where I guess I can technically consider myself a muralist. Um, so that, that's an aspect of it. That's been pretty cool. Um, but even when the pandemic first hit and they were talking about us going on lockdown, you know, I went and stocked up on canvases anyway. Cause I was like, well, if we're going to be trapped, like I'm going to come out of this with some dope ass mm-hmm. artwork. Like, I'm not just going to be sitting here doing nothing. Like, I'm going to make some shit. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of how I approached it. And, you know, I just kept that same energy throughout the whole thing and just tried to create throughout the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Like, I was, I was uh, when we first got into the pandemic, I would go live on Instagram and um, paint live on there. Like, just different ways to try to, you know, stay creative and, you know, keep people engaged with what I was doing. So, you know, you, you just... You got to find some light in the darkness because, mm-hmm. I mean, this pandemic, I mean, it's been shit for everybody. So mm-hmm. you just got to find what works for you and then go with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this pandemic, I mean, it hasn't really hit me hard, but I know it just affected a lot of people. I think the worst thing for me, honestly, was, was just like staying at home, which is I'm honestly super grateful for because I know it's hit a lot of a lot of my friends like very, very hard, which I, mm-hmm. if the worst thing to come out of this pandemic is just staying home, I'm, I'm cool. I'm perfectly, I'm grateful for that. So... Kind of a shift more to kind of your own personal style. 
Um, how would you describe your own mm-hmm. personal style? Because you said you're a sneakerhead, right? Is that like the main kind of focal point of every outfit or is it kind of just like the whole thing? I would definitely say sneakers are the focal point for me because I tell people all the time, um, like, and guys, we have it easy because, you know, girls, they got makeup. They got to do all kind of different things with their wardrobe. But with a guy, we can literally dress super bummy, but you throw on a nice pair of kicks <laughs> and that bummy shirt and those shorts looks like a fit now because, oh, he, oh, because he, oh, he got the uh, Jordan 4s on. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I in the shoes accent the hat and yeah. it's like now it looks like a, a legitimate fit so you know the sneakers are a huge focal point for me especially like i told you before for the longest i couldn't find pants that i that like worked for my legs so like i my style would be like a, a t-shirt or a long sleeve t-shirt or a hoodie with some shorts and like i didn't just want to look completely bummy so i would swag it out with the the shoes and try to color coordinate like the shoes to match the hoodie and the hat or something like that you know mm-hmm. spice it up a little bit but now that I can wear certain pants and stuff, you know, I put a little more effort into it. And color coordination is a big part of it for me too, but the shoes is definitely the, the focal point. Right? Okay. What's the, what's your favorite pair you have? Mm. My favorite pair. I have a pair of, um, there are these, my little cousin, actually I have two little cousins. They, they're brothers. They both play, uh, well, one just finished, but they both played football at, uh, Oklahoma state. And, um, Oklahoma State did like a limited uh, drop of these like Bo, not Bo Jackson, uh, the Barry Sanders like turf trainer shoe. Mm-hmm. And um, he sent me a pair of those. Those are my probably my favorite shoe. Haven't worn them yet just because like I'm not really sure how I want to dress them up. Like because it's a it's a turf, it's a turf like mm-hmm. shoe. So it's like it's a trainer. You could wear it with jeans, but you don't want it to you don't want it to clash. It probably look better with like some joggers or something like that. So that's definitely my favorite shoe that i have but um based off what i wear the most probably either um the the yeezy 350 v2 or i like the yeezy 700 i have a pair of the inertias those are my Mm -hmm. i go i go to those a good bit um trying to think i like my bread fours a lot um classics i I got a few that i yeah classics man you just i love the four you could you could dress it up you could dress down in Jordan ones, but it's just like because of my shoe size, man. It's tough to get my hands on some of the Jordan ones that I really like mm-hmm. without getting hit over the head for them. Just because, like, if you don't catch them on retail, the resale prices is yeah, crazy. It goes and like, way up. I hate resale. And I have dude. like, it's it's and it's like I hate them, but I can't be mad at them because that's their hustle. But it's like sometimes it it, it sucks because you really want a pair of shoes, and you know if you don't get it on retail, you're mm-hmm. gonna get taxed on the back end but um uh i'll definitely say the uh that turf trainer and then um i'm gonna go with the 350s just because i always have on that other pair that's all colorful and mm-hmm. stuff so i'll probably say the 350s okay what makes a good shoe to you um is it like that's a good question just kind of like the culture that comes with it like the jordan ones the jordan fours or the threes something like that or is it simply just how it looks um I love shoes that have a story, like kind of like, you know, certain Jordans have a story. Like I was just explaining, like those, the limited edition, the the turf trainers or whatever. But uh, for me, I mean, it has to be comfortable. Um, It has to be comfortable. I want to be able to dress it up and dress it down. So like if I want to be 
super bummy, I want to be able to put it on and it looks good. Mm -hmm. Or if I want to, you know, kind of dress up a little more, I want to still be able to put it on and it still work. Mm. Um, Versatility is important. Versatility. Yeah, exactly. Versatility. And then um, those are like the biggest things. Um, I don't really care about the hype behind certain shoes. Like, like I'm, I'm a sneakerhead in the sense that I know about most of the releases that are coming out. I'll usually know when it's dropping the story behind and stuff, but I'm not going to go grab a sneaker just because this is the sneaker everybody's hyping. And it seems I buy the sneakers I like and the sneakers that I know look good, Mm -hmm. that will look good on my feet. Yeah. Because that's the thing. A a sneaker could be dope as hell and look great. Like the leather, whatever materials, it just looks great, but it doesn't look good on your leg or your feet. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like a waste of money in it. That's one of those things you just kind of learn as you you grow and get older and learn more about yourself and your style. So um, I would definitely say the versatility of the shoe and comfort just because I'm on my feet so much, Mm -hmm. especially if I'm going to be like painting or something. So those are my two main elements for a good shoe. Okay. I like what you said about like learning how learning a lot about your body can definitely lead to like better uh, I guess like fashion choices because I've definitely Mm -hmm. felt that Um, because in high school it was like I was tiny in high school, but then I had a growth spurt like junior year and then I had to start buying like all new clothes. And then that was kind of the point where I was like, okay, I need to start like kind of, you know, getting into more like tasteful stuff and just kind of start dressing in a way that I like, um, which I also think is important. Like, I mean, how important is it to you that, is it more important to you that people look at you and the way you dress and, and, and your art and be like, this guy's cool. Or is it more of like, I want to make stuff for me. That's I like, um, you definitely go through a phase, especially like with my art, like where it's like you 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 make stuff that you want people to like. But then I I don't know when it happened, but I just got out of the point. It's like at the end of the day, as long as I like it, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if I like it, there's somebody out there else who's gonna like it too. Yeah. So that's kind of the approach I take. But um, as far as my style, um, I just I dress for me just to be comfortable. You know, obviously you want to look good. Mm-hmm. Like you don't yeah. So like. But if I like it, I'm going to wear it mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know. That's yeah. how that's kind of the approach I take, you know. Yeah. And same thing with uh, the art, you know, as long as as long as long I like it, you know, I'm going to. Because I tell people all the time, like, certain stuff that I paint that's for me, like, if it sells and somebody wants to buy it, then cool. But at the end of the day, I painted it because I liked it. I'll hang it up here in my house and <laughs> yeah. be perfectly be okay fine. with it, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So. All right. Well, I think with that, we can uh, wrap it up. Garrison, where can the people find you? I'm on Instagram at 2Gs and Counting. Um, I'm sure you guys will have like a description or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll, um, Twitter is the same thing. Um, I don't really use Facebook, but those are the two main ones. If, if anybody wants to tap in with me, I'm on one of those two platforms. So You can follow us on Instagram at FitCheckPod. All lowercase, no numbers, no spaces. Simply just at FitCheckPod. That's where we're going to be posting behind the scenes content, fit picks from me and that week's guest and any other content that we like. Uh, Our producer is Joshua Teckel, and this podcast is a production from the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Find out more about Garnet Media Group Podcast and other student work at garnetmediagroup.org.